Welcome to the Addiction Connection. We like to believe the opposite of addiction is actually connection, and we are going to attempt to educate you and possibly even entertain you while we navigate all topics addiction. Hi, I'm Dr. Kirk Devine. And I'm Dr. Heather Bell, and we both provide primary care and addiction services. It's our goal to help you learn more about the disease of addiction and its treatments. Welcome back to the Addiction Connection, and boy, we have been horrible this year. Well, we've been horrible for about a year since COVID (laughs) at getting done on time, so uh, we're just going to try and really stay on that same path where irregularity of our podcast seems to be the uh, the norm. It's the norm. It's just that surprise. It's randomness. Here we are. Which you prefer. I like randomness, and clearly randomness is the only order. Let's not get all philosophical, but we are going to deviate a bit from all the discussions on drugs. Yeah, today we're going to talk a little bit about kind of that whole Pee. urine drug screen and <laughs> how people mess around with them to try and fool them and some of the different products. It's really pretty cool. And I think what we're going to do, since this is a really long thing, I because you're about. not, you know, concise. Yeah, I think what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about really just the just background and discussions yes. on testing and then some and little contaminants we're contaminants talk, a little teaser and we're gonna talk about contaminants and then in our next podcast we're gonna next talk week about because we'll be able to do <laughs> yeah, it because it's already done and we're on time right, right we'll do substitute what how people what people substitute for their urine which is pretty amazing and some dilutional stuff that people do i got some great stories with that and then uh, cleaners, I love that name, cleaners. How do you clean your urine? That's kind of like the mob has a guy who comes in there, the cleaner. Oh, it's the movie, the TV show, Carrie Washington. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, ingestibles. There you go. So so today's contaminants and some of the, kind of the setup for this whole thing. There you go. This is definitely not a how-to. It's more of a, as you're a physician or provider, what to watch for. Yeah. Yeah, just kind of what to watch for. So really, I think the, to start, with, the really important part is to understand that these are immunoassays, right? And they're basically sometimes used, like in the case of oxycodone, uh, it can just be one drug that that urine immunoassay picks up, but it's, sometimes it's a drug class, right? So it's benzos. And of course, there's some problems with the benzos, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't pick them all up. But, um, you know, we like these tests because they're, they're rapid turnaround but we have to remember they are not a quantitative test. They are a screen. And so they are qualitative. They are not confirmatory. And I tell this to people all the time. Don't hang a person for what you see in a urine drug screen. Yeah, it's important to understand. So, yeah, there's definitely factors that affect the accuracy. I mean, how concentrated your urine is, how old the person is and their genetic <laughs> makeup, how well their kidneys function. Obviously, it was a person on dialysis. I had a nurse call me today and she said, I got this older gentleman. He was born in 1966. I was like, be very careful. Um, but anyway, yeah, the age and, of course, the urine pH and kind of the route of elimination. Where do the Where do these drugs usually... Uh, find their way out of the body. Important. There you go. So other things that are important to understand. Yeah. False positives and false negatives. So it, they're they not happen. perfect. Yeah. Again, these are a screening test. I mean, so if you, you do a strep screen on somebody and it looks horrible, it looks like strep, sometimes the test is wrong. 
Right. So you're saying you shouldn't just like judge them? No. So let's talk about some of the different other types of testing, just so people have a general idea. We'll talk a little bit about hair follicle testing and blood testing and then saliva. Hair follicle testing. So this is what's often used when especially in child protection thingies. Um that's where I have seen it used the most is more the um legal people. Like I've never ordered hair follicle testing. Yeah. This is really interesting because this whole hair follicle thing can be very confusing. And um, there's a big difference between hair drug testing and kind of that self-reported drug use. And there was actually a paper done by, and his, I'm going to murder his name here, Grzynski uh, et al., 2014, May 17. But he said that if patients reported abstinence for three months, 91 to 97% of the time, they had negative testing. What if they have really long hair? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's my question. Like, I mean, hair follicle, though, yeah, is when the they, like, go down and scrape your scalp and make you bleed. Yeah, they got to pull them out. <laughs> but uh, but interestingly, a large number of those who reported using had negative tests. So, so, so it's perfect. Yeah, well, and actually, when you looked at marijuana, 50% of those that were actually reported using it were actually negative. This yeah, that's very interesting because especially legally, if this is used so much legally, then yeah. it's interesting. But you know, if you looked at the other things that were kind of under identified, cocaine, amphetamines, and opioids were also common. So again, there are falsely negative tests in people. So who, it's a fifty-fifty. Yeah, who people basically <laughs> said, "Hey, yeah, I've been snorting cocaine. Guess what? Your follicles were negative." Never so, mind, I wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't snorting cocaine. Yeah. I think so, maybe they say how accurate it is and people believe it. Like I would have believed it was way more accurate than it sounds like based on this study because it's a follicle. I mean, you can't really like fake that. And so they get people to be more honest and disclose on their own well, because his, of the idea. Historically, I'm very paranoid um, no. or suspicious. Uh, so I've always wondered about this. And I, I have to say I was a little surprised that you have that many people self-reporting a drug and not showing up in a follicle. So final thought on hair follicles. Number one, large potential for under-identification. So we're saying the whole false negative thingy. Correct. <laughs> and then number two, there's a long window of detection, right, compared to urine, if it actually finds the drug. Okay, so now what if they're using things like minoxidil? <laughs> you're trying to get that hair to come back yeah i don't well, know well i mean i'm curious and you know yeah. what's also interesting is i wonder what and maybe you saw this and maybe you didn't the accuracy in hair follicle testing because i've seen it used a lot in little kids mm. you know like if their parents used a lot of methamphetamines around them and and or in utero like the, these babies have a lot of exposure so i wonder what the accuracy is there because the kids are not exposed like they're not personally disclosing they're using, but then they come back positive. It's just interesting. Yeah, I don't know. So moving on from hair follicles, let's move to blood testing. Let's move for, to blood. First off, I hate needles, but that's just me. Yeah, remember when I drew blood the other day on a person and you like sat in the other room pretending to ignore the fact that I was drawing blood? Oh, no, I don't mind needles going into other people. <laughs> it's, it's me. Um, so blood testing. So again, one of the beauties of blood testing is, well, pretty hard to fake that. 
Well, you could be like on the other TV show, um, Blacklist, where he like does blood exchange. Oh, so now we're to like, fake his DNA. We're basically using TV shows to prove points. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Um, but yeah, it's obviously difficult to adulterate something that goes right into a tube. Um, but it's a shorter window of detection. So this this we learned, I think, I don't want to say the hard way, but we learned it actually from a patient who said, oh, I have a really scared bladder. I can't pee, especially yeah. if I was a witness. And, oh, I just peed. Can you just take blood instead? Oh, sure. Because in my mind, it was, well, you can't adulterate this. Great. But the patients know it's out of their blood faster. Yeah. And they know that. And just but obviously, recent use, depending on the drug, it just changes the recenty. Yeah. Recenty, is that a word? No. Uh, so obviously one of the big issues is more expensive. And of course, obviously invasive because man, most of us just don't like needles being stuck into our into our arms. So the bottom line, well, it's difficult to fake these. You know, you can't mess with them, uh, but they cost more and they're invasive. And uh, you know, I think that's uh, why we've always gone to urine. It's just easy to get, but you know, sometimes you just gotta improve the accuracy by having people watch. <laughs> so. I love this cartoon. Are you worried about your uh, missing your? Or passing your blood test. Yeah. No. Every, anybody can bleed. Yeah. I think my favorite one that I came across while getting ready for this talk was there was this guy who was uh, working at uh, a Pepsi plant, and the guy fires him. He says, I'm firing you. We found Coke in your blood. <laughs> Never mind. Hold on. Yeah. It's like, you know, we found Coke in your sample. As in Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. So let's move on to saliva. 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 This became a thing a few years ago when we were, you know, we had people come in and this is pretty neat. It's not as quick of a turnaround as the urine is, but yeah. So it detects recent use, a shorter window, such like the blood, but also difficult to mess with. Yeah. Um, There was a lot of thought that you could put things in your mouth or maybe smoking would mess it up. But for the most part, it's difficult to adulterate these. And they're actually relatively inexpensive. Now, some of the ones that we looked at years ago, you actually had to send out and you got results the next day. Uh, I know they're coming up with ones that are quicker. Um, But one of the things that they talked about with these testing was that really you don't want a bunch of stuff in their mouth before they do. So you're supposed to watch them for 10 to 20 minutes beforehand. And so it can be a little time consuming. So, you know, we we looked at a lot of these things and they're, uh, I think, really very accurate. But, uh, again, we didn't do it just because it was another, it was just another send out test. It, we wanted something quick, uh, something we get back quickly. And, and this at the time was not that test. Well, and it didn't necessarily coordinate well with our typical send out lab location either. And yep. so you kind of have to look at the business side of medicine, unfortunately. Yeah. But, but the reality is that they don't believe, and this was in one of the papers I came across, that that really much that you could do to put in your mouth any substances may goof it up. So It's so interesting because especially for something that is injected, like heroin or fentanyl or any of those things, meth, that it's going to be in your saliva. I mean, things that you take orally clearly makes more sense to me or even that you smoke or snort. It would make sense that it would come out in your saliva to me just based on where it's going, but... To inject it and have it be in a, a valid amount of concentrated whatever in the saliva, I just find fascinating. 
I'm well, glad you're fascinated. But it's kind of like, yeah, I don't know if you have it in here. The sweat testing, which nobody uses anymore. Well, I, I have had patients who were court ordered to wear one of those patches and they're pretty accurate, but uh, yeah, they're expensive and it's kind of a hassle. Actually, I was I looked at putting that in this talk, but it's so uncommon. I've had one in the last five years. I've never even seen one, to be honest with you. Haven't you? But it, I guess it makes sense, the same thing as like a saliva and a spit, or a, excuse me, a saliva and the sweat. Would... Easy for you to say. So yeah, anyway. if you want to look at a good paper, kind of read about these comparisons. I would love uh, to. Yeah, I'm going to give it to you. It's uh, it's Hadlin Nessie uh, and at, at, at L. And it was actually in, boy, I'm having trouble talking, Child Adolescent Psychiatry Clinical North America. 2016. There you go. Yeah. So it's really, uh, it was called objective testing, urine and other drug tests. So it was kind of a nice overview. It's a very um, straightforward name. So now let's move to kind of the main attraction, which is really the... How to disrupt the urine drug screen process. Yeah. Contaminants, substitutes, dilutions, cleaners. I love that. Cleaners. Ingestibles. And but we're going to hit just contaminants today, and then we'll do the rest next week. Oh man, this is going to kill people. Yeah, the the suspense is going to make you oh. come back on Monday looking for the podcast to be released next Tuesday. People have won't. To wait. They won't sleep. All right, so let's talk about some con- contaminants. So, aka adulterants, which is super funny because it's in one of our other talks, and people it always underlines itself in the PowerPoint. Adulterants isn't a word because it's it's weird or adulterated. It's just a weird word, but it just means to, you know, do something to the P to try to change what it's going to show. Wow, English uh, major there. Adulterants, yeah. And just to be clear, one of the most amazing adulterants ever that I have seen. Cinnamon Red Hots. Cinnamon Red Hots. You got to tell the story quickly. Yeah. We have time. Lab called me. Say, we got your urine. It's got kind of a pinkish color to it. Would you mind coming and smelling this? (laughs) (laughs) That's an unusual thing to be asked. It's like, really? You're not supposed to just smell You're supposed to do whiff test. Yeah, I whiff tested it. So I went down there. I'm like, holy cow, that smells like Red Hots. I mean, I've been, you know, I've ate a lot of Red Hots in my life and hot tamales. And it was clearly Red Hot. And uh, so, yeah, that, that patient, I was like, what are you talking about? Well, I did eat some cinnamon things. Yeah, well, not so much. So. Okay, but does it work? <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> uh, but really, people are using different things for different, you know, different substances. And it's interesting that as I looked through all of the different substances people were putting in their urine to block things, when you looked at amphetamines, one of the... So a person who's using amphetamines that doesn't want it to be positive on correct. a drug screen. They used very they simple things. Very simple things. Salt water. Salt water. And in fact, uh, some of the stuff that I read about salt water was that it was really very effective. Uh, all they had to do is take salt water and pop it in there. Uh, but the other thing that's so amazing to me is Drano. I mean, didn't see that coming. No, but don't you think it would like look? You know, when you use Drano, it always has that like viscous. It doesn't blend well. I bet if you just put a drop in there, and we'll have to test this. Uh, it probably it probably <laughs> just you know smooths her right out. We are not using my urine, but there's a lot. It's you know Drano is basically kind of a caustic alkaline substance. It's got a lot of interesting things in it, like sodium hydroxide, i.e., lye. Lye. That's the viscousy, floaty thing. Yeah, I've never made lye. I'm not that old, but apparently in the old days you you could. 
Maybe you have. No. Um, bleach, which, uh, of course, is sodium hypochlorite. Of course. And then it had other different things like sodium nitrate and, well, yeah. sodium chloride. Anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's all these alkaline things that you just put a drop of Drano in there and you're good to go, so to speak. Oh, my No pun gosh. intended. Leslie Nielsen and the Naked Gun, if you will. Well, I think it's interesting, and this is really where I got off in the weeds when I was doing this talk. I'm sorry. I, you know, I watched that movie, but during the movie, he says, it's like eating a spoonful of Drano. Sure, it'll clean you out, but it'll leave you a little hollow inside. Okay. I'm sorry. You know where I thought you were going when I started reading this sentence? <laughs> the whole injecting and drinking bleach to prevent COVID. <laughs> well, we'll get there. <laughs> That's in oh, next, next week's, week's. That's Ooh, next week ingestibles. Wait. Sorry, I didn't mean to give this away. Like, clearly, I didn't do this. Yeah. But yeah. So barbiturates. <laughs> on to barbiturates. Barbiturates, because we all use those. So false negative tests shown with, again, sodium chloride, salt water. Yeah. Liquid hand soap. And once again, Drano. Drano. So if you're doing drug screens, here's the, the bottom line is... If you're going to have Drano anywhere in your building, make sure it's locked up. Yeah, it's and not in your bathroom. No liquid hand soap, apparently. Yeah, so be careful. Like, just a drop of liquid hand soap can actually mess up the barbiturates. And, you know, we don't see a ton of barbiturates, let's face it. I mean, I can't remember the last positive barbiturate I had that was a, that somebody was really taking that. No, but, never, actually. And then, of course, there's the benzodiazepines. And there have been false negatives noted with uh, in testing. With wow. multiple things, and one of them is surprising. What? Drano? Just kidding. <laughs> no. I know where you're. Visine. Visine. It gets the red out. It's incredible. It gets <laughs> the red out, and it gets the benzos out. No, just the oxazepam. Yeah. I mean, I think it's amazing. It is amazing. And again, hand soap, though, too. Yeah. Hand soap and Drano. Visine. Drano's like top the- of your list. So let's say you don't read a lot. You know, people would just go, you know, just use Drano. My question, though, with Visine... Yeah. There are like a hundred different Visine type products. Is there like a specific one? It didn't say. And I was amazed at all the different things that were in Visine. Uh, there's a lot of different things that are uh, lubricants uh, and different things in there that, um, I mean, it, there was a dozen things in there. So which of them that actually blocks it? Don't know. But yeah, I mean, you, you, you just carry around a little Visine. All right, cocaine. A lot of those people need it anyway. Oh, this is your Pepsi thing. Oh, there's the Pepsi one. Sorry. False so, negative cocaine with, again, Drano and sodium chloride, again. A little salt. So people, if they're walking into your clinic with a salt shaker, be suspicious. <laughs> Just saying. It's like, oh. What if, I wonder, totally off in the weeds here, because you said salt shaker, and we have friends who have cystic fibrosis. Yeah. Um. They ingest a lot of salt. So I wonder, would they just naturally have a lot of false negative drug tests? Ooh, good question. No answer here. It's not like I'm an expert. So if you are a cystic fibrosis expert, can you please let us know at hkadvisorsllc at gmail.com what happens in patients with cystic fibrosis and drug screens? Mm. Anyway, stay tuned. Yeah. Now, opiates, again, falsely negative and, and falsely negative tests noted with just even modest levels of Drano and sodium chloride. So again, theme here, (laughs) Drano. Drano and salt water. What if you use them both? Yeah. Is it like two negatives make a positive? (laughs) Yeah. 
Anyway, and marijuana, mar- but it's like, I cares? don't know, anybody's really trying to fake a marijuana thing in our clinic. I mean, you know, some people may, if they're like involved in some type of HPSP or a probation thing, they may. Yeah. But it's falsely negative with many things. Yes. Golden seal tea. Never heard of it. There it is. A picture of it. I see that. Buddha teas. All right. Vinegar, soap, Drano, sodium chloride. Nice. That's sodium chloride. I mean, if you got Drano with you and you got a little salt. You're good. You're golden. Again, we're not telling anybody how to do this. No. Watch Mm -mm. for those. Okay. What is this table? Oh, that's just a little table to kind of show some of the new things that are on the market now and what they're made of. And uh, there's multiple different things you can buy on the internet now. Uh, One of is called... Well, your eyes are probably better than mine. Urine, urine luck? Urine luck. Curidium. <laughs> so the thing that you don't feel your UTI with. Okay. Yep. What does that say? Clickar? No, it's Euclear. No, that's a KL. Mm. Okay, whatever. Potassium nitrate. Instant clean. Or add it if. Fluteraldehyde. Mm. Um, urine yeah. aid. <laughs> But it's not urine with an E, urine, U-R-I-N, aid, glutaraldehyde. And the last but not least, stealth. Stealth. That's a cool one. It's probably a peroxidase, and we only know probably what it is. It's probably also not safe. But these are currently things that you can just Google, and I did. I Googled, you know, what can I put in my urine to block this test? And this little thing popped up. There you go. And there's just a whole group of them. So kind of in conclusion... You know, if you want to ensure the accuracy and integrity of your your test, you know, the pH and, and creatinine matters, specific gravities and temperature, you know, those are things that you can do in your clinic. We don't do all of them. I think some clinics do. And I think it's more of a, oh, excuse me, to be able to track over time. Yeah. What does the creatinine look like over time with the same patient? Yeah. And I think that, uh, you know, some of these adulterants can disrupt the accuracy. Oh, you just Sorry, turned me down. Whoa, some of, some of these tests are available to detect uh, um, adulterants. So you can buy tests that actually will tell you whether or not there's something funky in the urine. Um, and and it, one of the things that we may do, we're, we are going to probably do this as an echo as well at some point. And I, I really think that the argument, should you even be doing urines in your, you know, in your addiction clinic or not? I mean, what's... Coming know, to a debate near you. Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting. And I think there's people that say, we don't check urines because we just believe what the patient says. Or does it really change what you're going to do? And does it change what you do? But there are studies uh, that we'll talk about later that actually show people are more likely not to use if they feel that expectation right. that they have to prove something. So so anyway, that's it for today. See, I told you we could make that last the normal length. Yeah. And then what we'll do is we'll hit some of the other stuff next week on substitutions and yeah, and all those fancy things that are way more entertaining in my opinion. <laughs> in my opinion, dilutions cleaners. Cleaners again, the mob cleaner. There you go. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening, and we will have battle likes. Should fall for grace with God Where no talks can really be If I'm buried neath the sod Where the angels won't receive me Let me go, boys Let me go, boys Let me go down
the mud where the rivers all run dry. Always ours, it was the proud land of our fathers. It belongs to us and them, not to any of the others. Let them go, boys, let them go, boys. Let them go down in the mud where the rivers all run dry. Can haunt me if I wreck upon the waves. No corpse can lie upon these coming up threes. Boys, boys, coming up threes, boys. Let them go down in the mud where the rivers all run dry. I should fall from grace with God where no doctor can relieve me if I'm buried neath the sod where the angels won't receive me. Let me go, boys, let me go. Let them go down in the mud where the rivers all run dry.